and welcome to the Intuitive Entrepreneur Show, where you take enlightened entrepreneurs, coaches, and influencers together to discuss cutting-edge topics in the world of relationships, culture, business, and spirituality. And here's your host, Miss Carol Boston. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Entrepreneur Show, where we say, well, today we say, are you trusting your intuition? Now, those of you who follow me, you know, I'm your weather girl. We always talk about the weather. So if you chime in in the comments, let us know where you're chiming in from and what the weather's like where you are. I always tell you guys what? It's a gorgeous, sunny South Florida. Not today. The rain is blowing sideways about 35, 40 miles an hour. It's cloudy and gray. But you know what? Our grass was brown. So we really needed the rain over here. I'm excited to be here today with my two guests. I want to give them a quick 30 second to introduce themselves. And we're going to jump into our first topic. Our first topic I'm going to go ahead and give the, our guest a heads up is there's a saying that the magic that you are seeking is in the work that you're avoiding. We're going to talk about that. Aoliana, <laughs> introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, what the weather's like, and a little bit about you. Hi. Um, so I am from Tampa, Florida. Weather is pretty close to what yours is over there. So it's rainy. Um, I am a wife, a mom, and a podcast strategist. Fantastic. Chris, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you located and what the weather's like? Yeah, I'm Chris Kendall. I'm actually in California. Also, usually sunny and beautiful, but today it's a little overcast and I think we're going to have some drizzle also. Um, and I have a life and business coaching um, practice for women over 40. And you mentioned earlier that you also help authors. Is that correct? I also am yeah, a published author and I have a publishing company um, to help new authors get, get out in the world. Fantastic. So what's your favorite book of all time that you've ever read? This is kind of embarrassing, but I will have to say that Twilight, the Twilight books changed my life <laughs> in in some kind of funny ways. But yeah, those were very impactful for me. Well, I'm not familiar with those books. So tell me one thing that was impactful for you. Well, um, it was it's just a silly teenage love story about a vampire okay. and a girl. And um, they kind of re rekindled my love of books and reading and writing and all things book related. Like Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> What's your favorite book, Aeliana? Um, I love the Harry Potter series. I haven't I read just, those either. Yeah, I just like the way they were written. I actually have the original hardcover, big, huge books. Now, now they're like super small and you know paperback. So yeah, I, I love. I go back and read those quite often. Yeah, hold on to those. Those might become collector items. Yeah, I'm hoping. I wish I had my I wish I had my Barbie doll from 1959. <laughs> the ones the ones that are in good condition now are selling for over ten grand. A Barbie doll from 1959. Can you believe it? Ten amazing. grand. Amazing. It is amazing. My my little brother didn't have anybody to play with, so he tore up all the Barbie dolls. <laughs> my my favorite book right now, and I wanted to put this out there to you two ladies, is called The Last Arrow. How to leave okay. nothing for how to leave nothing for the next life. Hmm. It's by Erwin Raphael McManus. Super inspiring, um, motivating. It's a great teaching book. So write that one down. And when you get a chance to check it out, let me know what you think. Yeah. So we opened we opened up with a thought. And I heard this guy say this on TikTok about 10 days ago, and it really impacted me. And I began to take a look at my life, not just my business life, but my life. So the, what he said was, 
he said someone said it to him and then he goes f f man that hit me upside the head right so the magic that you are seeking is in the work that you're not that you're avoiding so what one piece of work do you think you're avoiding and i'm willing to go first that if you were to stop avoiding it would change something for you whether it's in your personal or professional life I'll go first so y'all can be thinking. So the thing that really impacted me, the thing that impacted me that that I've been avoiding, uh, the first thing I looked at was my business life. And I cannot, I just can't stand technology. I don't want to learn it. I don't want to do it. This guy was driving me crazy trying to fix my PC. I didn't want to watch, just fix it, right? I just wanted to work. So I looked at where have I been avoiding technology and what does it cost me? And it's cost me automation. It's one thing to send out a bunch of emails. It's another thing to send out an automated email to hundreds of people, right? Mm -hmm. And by not having that, then it's cost me what? Consistency and my visibility to my email list. So I get to look at that and go, okay, what if I were to change that one thing, what would the income be? Excuse me, the impact be on my business. And so that's the thing that I'm working on to change to. I just start saying, oh, I love writing. I, I do love writing emails. I don't like putting the techie stuff together in MailChimp or whatever to send them. But now I'm just changing, reframe. I'm the queen of reframe. We're going to reframe this. And this is an opportunity for me. So what one area of your life or business would you say that you've been avoiding? And if you were to stop avoiding it, that magic that you were looking for would come. Yeah, I'll go, Chris. Um, so probably for me is getting into sales. Um, so as a podcast strategist, I can help people all day long with their podcasts. But if I don't put myself out there and market myself, people aren't going to know who I am and what I do. And if I don't go out there and talk about my, my services, I'm never going to be able to help anyone. So even though I'm wanting to help, I have to do the sales. Otherwise, no one's going to know what I have to offer. So that's one thing I'm working on. Um, also, I like the queen of reframe. Um, um, I'm well, trying I'm gonna, to, I'm going to, I'm going to reframe sales for you in just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's my thing. I did have a coach, uh, tell me a few weeks ago that I need to think about it as like, so I'm a big Tinkerbell fan. And so she said, don't think of it as sales. Think of it as you're spreading pixie dust and the mm. more pixie dust you spread, the more magic you can create. So that's been kind of uh, the reframe in my mind where I'm not selling, I'm sharing, spreading the pixie dust and seeing what magic comes along. Well, I'm just going to jump in and give you three quick ways you can reframe sales and think about it. And then we're going to hop over to Chris. Yeah. We're, maybe we're going to reframe something for Chris too. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually teach and train on empowering questions, how to get the answers that you really want. And just so you know, Aoliana, my background is an ex-collegiate professional tennis player, but I then spent 26 years as a sales expert for Fortune 100 companies. Oh, good. You're the perfect person then. <laughs> so what I teach and help my clients with is, and we, we're not going to go deep dive. I'm just going to tell you what they are. Sales is service. Yeah. Right? If you have yeah. something that could help somebody else and you're not sharing it with them, you're doing them and yourself a disservice. Sales is the transference of inspiration. Both of you have done that. I guarantee you, like you just said, you'd probably just talk somebody into going reading Harry Potter books or the Twilight books because you were inspired to do so. You've gone to a movie, you've gone to a restaurant and come back and told your friends and six of them went to the restaurant. You just made six sales. You didn't sell them anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And the third what thing I do is I have a seven step process that I really help my clients 
work to master because it makes it very easy in the process. And I call it the art of enrollment or the art of influence, because here's the thing. In every conversation you have, you are either enrolling somebody in your vision or you're getting enrolled in theirs. Your job is to become an expert at enrollment. And what that means is, is you help somebody get on the same page as you faster and easier with less resistance, right? So that you can share the vision because my overarching umbrella, and then we're going to hop over to Chris. I could talk about this all day long is that leadership is sales and sales is leadership. You're in sales every day. You might be selling your, maybe you have a son or a daughter and you're trying to sell them on putting on their tennis shoes and not going barefoot, simple little things. But when you master the art of empowering questions, that enrollment becomes so much easier. You are the perfect segue. Let's go to Chris. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that I have, have been putting off is um, similar to yours, Carol, um, around technology, technology, but specifically um, learning how to really maximize AI. I, I have some tools. I've been playing around with it. I think I've just like barely scratched the surface of what it's capable of. And I know that other people are using it in amazing ways to be more productive, simplify the tasks, automate, as you mentioned. Yeah. And I've just been kind of putting that off, but it's something that I really do need to do. And I know that it will have a dramatic impact on my efficiency, my business, my you know impact, all the things that I'm trying to accomplish. So probably 99% of the time, maybe 99.9. What's underneath avoidance is what? Fear. Mm -hmm. whether, it's, whether it's fear of success or fear of failure. And I think for me and my good friend, Jeff, who designed that intro for us on this show, um, he kept telling me, Carol, you can't break it. You, you can't break it. Yeah. Right? Go, I don't care, you know, move the box, do the box, screw up the box. If you don't send it to anybody, you can't break it. So I think for me, it was more about getting it right and, and, and wanting it to be easy from the get-go. I just want it to be easy. Writing content for me is very easy. I'm in a LinkedIn group right now and she says, okay, I want everybody, we're going to take this, this much time and map out your next thing. And I'm, can I just write it? She just looks at me. So I just, I wrote it, but two minutes, I wrote the whole post. Um, so yeah. So what do you think's underneath it for you? Is it fear of success, fear of failure? Is it fear of being seen? What do you think it is, Aoliana? Um, I think it's a combination of all of those things. Um, but I think the big one would be fear of failure. It would probably be just, I'm, I'm super overachiever <laughs> and I, I just, I don't want to do something that I'm not already good at. I'm, I'm, I'm probably have the fear of if I don't do it just right or just perfect, it's gonna, it's not going to work out, you know, not realizing that it doesn't matter how I say it or how I put my sales out there, the right person's going to find it. And like you said, if I don't share it, I'm doing a disservice to the people who need it. Right. Exactly. And in the old days in sales, it used to be what? No like, and trust. Right. Like it's a know you like you trust you. But in today's world, it's much more than that. It's get seen, get heard, get paid. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially in the world of Zoom, what we're on right now and Facebook and everything. Um, you're not always going to be able to gain that trust by a handshake or a hug by being in li live with somebody. And so one of the things you said that I think is key, which is 
actually reflected back to me, I've done a lot of work over the years to get out of perfectionism mode. And you brought that up, right? So we get to, rem we get to remind ourselves that done is better than perfect. I hear that a lot. It is. Yeah. Because here, here's the thing. We can't manage what we can't measure. And if you don't get into action, you have no results, which means you have nothing to what? Measure, which means you can't manage anything. Right. Right. And so, Chris, let's talk a little. Go ahead, Chris. It's a vicious circle. Yep. It is. It is. So what do you think's underneath it for you? Avoiding the AI. Yeah, I think it may be kind of the opposite, like a fear of success. I, I think I'm afraid that so I'm very easily distracted. I've kind of ADD and just like everything, shiny object syndrome. And I always want to do all the new things. And I think that um, if I figure it out and I I get good at, at producing things with AI, that I'll kind of become obsessed and just want to do everything and, and not really focus on the, the couple of things that are really important to me right now. So I think I've just been putting it off, but I know I need to jump in. You don't need to. You get to. You get, <laughs> I get to. to. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. We're living in an amazing time where I get to do that. Yep. For sure. Well, even if it was a hundred years ago, when we when we say we get to, we're coming from a place of abundance and choice. Yeah. Whether it's you know I have to or I need to or I must comes from what comes from lack. So I want you to think real quickly. A client. If you were in front of a client, they've already paid you right? They're a client. They're not selling them anything. And they had just said to you what you just said to me. How would you coach them through it? For me, I would certainly um, encourage them to just evaluate the facts. Like what are the real, what are the real things going on in their lives? What is the real situation? They're, they, they know what they're doing. They add value. They bring um, experience. They bring knowledge. They have something that their client is looking for, you know, that their clients are looking for, they're, you know, what they're trying to achieve. So focusing on the real things and not the what ifs in their head is what's going to help them move forward. Yeah. Are you willing, are you willing to do that for yourself? I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to challenge you to do that and follow up with me in a private message in okay. two weeks, in two weeks and let me know what action you've taken on AI. I will. I will do that. And what advice would you give your client? Um, probably just to do it. Um, like you said, I, I've I've been my mantra lately has uh, has been done is better than perfect. Um, so I've been giving myself, you know, if I need to write a sales page or something, I've been giving myself fifteen minutes to do it, or an email or something like that. Give me fifteen minutes to do it, and however it ends at fifteen minutes, that's how it goes out. Um, so just taking that action, because without, like you said earlier, without taking that action and seeing what the results are, mm. there is no way for you to measure if you're doing it correctly or not, if you're getting any traction or not. If you don't have any data to look at, you you don't know what you don't know. So I've, I've been really working on just getting it done. <laughs> whatever, whatever form that means, whatever anti-perfection that means, just get it done. So my challenge to you is in two weeks that you've, you've made at least three sales calls. You've had three sales calls. Okay. Can you, can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Awesome. And then private message me and let me know how that's going for you. You got it. Chris, 
what got you into coaching and, and what really inspires you to do what you do? You know, I've, um, I feel like I've always been kind of the person that people come to with questions or, uh, you know, asking for advice. And so when I started, when I hit around 40 and all of my friends were in this stage of like, their kids were growing up, they were more independent, they were changing jobs, maybe divorcing or, or you know, um, having these major life changes and they were kind of lost. Um, that's where I really recognize that there's a gap in, um, you know, for many women of like, what's next, what do they do next? And they didn't really know how to live for themselves. And they didn't really know how to like make decisions just because they wanted to do it and to pursue their own passions and interests. It was always about their family, their spouses, you know, their career, other people. And so, um, it really inspired me to, to focus, um, on helping them make those decisions for themselves and what they wanted to do to become fulfilled. Awesome. That's good to hear. I bet you are a good coach to your clients. I try. How about you, Aelina? What got you into podcasting and what inspires you to help others to do so? So like Chris, very similar to Chris, I'm always the person who gets asked questions and resolve the problems and gives advice and everything like that. Um, during COVID, I really got into podcasting. Um, I had been listening to podcasts since like 2015, mostly true crime ones. And so during COVID, I realized the potential of learning through podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, just how much knowledge you can give people simply by sharing your expertise and what you know through a podcast and making it a, a more accessible. And so I started doing podcast management and then I pivoted to strategy because I was noticing that a lot of people enjoy the podcasting but don't quite know how to do the back end of things or the goal mm -hmm. setting or the strategy. And um, they were just getting burnt out over, you know, recording too much, not taking care of themselves. Um, and so a lot of what you focus is on mindset and making sure that you're okay before you go and you record the podcast um, so that you're not burnt out and you can share, you know, the message that you have and, and what people want to hear as opposed to, you know, think of it as a, another job, you know, it's like really a passion. So, right. So I'll tell you something funny week before last, a, a lady reached out to me and said, Carol, um, I went on to your show and I filled out the application for this gentleman and he hasn't gotten any information. And I said, well, you know, he gets to fill it out, Like right? you don't get to fill it out for him. He gets to fill <laughs> it out. And, um, you know, here's the link, you can send it to him. And she comes back and she says, uh, you want to have your podcast on my list? You know what I said to myself? I don't have a podcast. I don't have a podcast. To me, I, I tell people, oh, I, I just do this live show. <laughs> you're talking about a strategy. You're talking about a strategy. I tell yeah. them, I just, I just do this live show at three o'clock every Wednesday. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I've been going live on my personal Facebook page for almost three years every Monday, Carol's Courage to Confidence Corner. Yeah. I have not monetized that very well. <laughs> you need a strategy, I'm really, Carol. I'm my clients do it. Yeah. Right? You need a strategy, Carol. I do. <laughs> I don't need one. I get to have one then. Yes, you. that's right. You get to choose to have one. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what one piece of your business, if you were going to tell somebody, I want you to remember this about me, 
this ties into branding, right? Branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. If you walked out of a room and you wanted them to remember one thing about you, what would it be, Chris? Um, that I truly cared about um, helping them be happy. How about you? That I lead with service. Mm. And for me, it's that I instilled an inspired and renewed hope in them. That's beautiful. Right. Touching people's hearts for restoration of hope is my, is my purpose. And um, we get to ask ourselves that question, right? Are we yeah. doing not just who we're, uh, who are we being, right? Like when Aelina said, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a podcaster, I'm all this. What came up in my mind was you're not any of those things. Those are things that you do, right? And we get to look at be, do, have leadership. I know you help your clients with that, right? Who are you being in order to do what you get to do so you can have what you say you want? So I'm going to ask you to rethink that, Aelina, because for me, for example, and the people who followed me have heard this, I have a personal contract with myself. My top three ways of being, I'm a powerful, courageous, loving leader. I have it written in red ink on a big white board. Those all align for me. And I keep that in front of me every day. What would compel me to do that is sometimes, you just mentioned it, sometimes things come across my desk and I'm like, ooh, I don't think I want to do that, right? It's out of my comfort zone and I have to, I look at my board and I go, oh yeah, I forgot I'm courageous. I get to try this one. So I would encourage you to do that. Like what are your top three ways of being that allow you to be a good podcaster? What top three ways of being do you exhibit to be a good mother? Is it empathy? Is it loving? Is it patient? What is it? Those, right? And that's all a part of servant leadership. And I see both of you leading from a place of service. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just in our conversation, that's that's really what I see and what I'm hearing from both of you. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's the goal. So, Chris, tell us who your ideal client is. Yeah, primarily what I heard earlier, what I heard earlier, I was going to ask you is, do you just work with divorced women? Okay. Um, so no, not at all. Um, I work primarily with women over 40 who are looking to make a change. So whether that's they want to start a business, maybe they have a small business that they want to expand, maybe they're changing careers, maybe they are divorced, maybe they're just empty nesters and they don't know what, how to fill their day, you know, like just sort of um, getting them back to what they love, what they want, and and how what are some of the action steps that they'll be able to take to achieve those things. So for some people, it's like just so overwhelming to even imagine doing something for themselves. Right. And so we mm -hmm. kind of get back to the basics of like, what did you used to, who were you before you were married, before you had kids, before you had yep. your career, before, you know, all of that. So you, you help people to, to dream again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it is. That's cool. it is. Cause I've, uh, there's a time in my life where I just said, yeah, I've forgotten how to dream. Right. You exactly. just get into the grind and you get beat up. I've forgotten how to dream. And then I was reminded by somebody who has studied Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, like has read it 13 times. I'm still on time number one. I don't know about you guys. Have y'all ever read Napoleon Hill's book? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't gone back. <laughs> Have you? I, I haven't made it all the way through yet. But but he talks about in the chapter, she said, on imagination. That our dreaming and our imagination is just like a muscle. It doesn't 
die. It just kind of goes dormant from lack of use. Mm-hmm. And you get you get to practice that, right? Yep. Yeah. For especially for women, as we get to this like, you know, next stage in life, when they they finally have some money, maybe they have some time, maybe they have some freedom and some, you know, ability to do the things that they want to do. They don't even know what they like to do. They they forgot that they like to paint, <laughs> that they like to dance, that they like to sing, that they like you know, going on picnics, like whatever it is. Um, so it's been really fun helping them, you know, awesome. rekindle with themselves. Mm-hmm. And so Aileena, who is your ideal client? Is it someone who's just starting a podcast or maybe somebody who's already been podcasting and they're stuck? Um, so probably the one, so basically I do female podcasters in the mindset space. Um, okay. I've done both. I think I'm starting to pivot more towards the ones that already have one mm. um, because they really, they understand the, the, the back end of it. Um, but just helping them realize that it's not a drudgery. It's not something, like you said, it's not something they have to do. It's something they get to do. Um, and without the mindset piece of it, um, there really isn't, like for me, you can podcast without that mindset, but that mindset helps you deal with so much more through, you know, throughout. So a lot of people will go and they'll record podcasts, they'll record episodes, and then they'll get to a point where they're telling themselves they don't know what to say, they don't know how to talk to people. Mm. And it's really just, they're, they're tired, they're emotionally tired, they're, they're burnt out. And they just need to take that extra second to take care of themselves. And then they're ready to go out there and share whatever they need to share. So that's, that's kind of, you know, so probably a podcaster who's kind of in a season where they think they don't know what they want to do with their podcast, with Mm. their life. Sometimes, sometimes it's connected. Um, and just helping them realize that they do know, they do get to choose, they do get to, um, you know, make that realization that what they're doing matters and, you know, what they're saying matters. And so that's, that's what are they full-time, are they full-time podcasters or people that are doing it as a side hustle? Um, I think the burnout, it, it doesn't matter if it's full-time or on the side. I think if you, like you don't, if you don't have those strategies in place, you can burn out recording one episode a month or five mm. episodes during the week. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause if like, and for me, like Chris was saying, like, I'm one of those women that I don't know what I like. I, you know, I don't know <laughs> what I want to do. Um, I'm jumping into a lot of things. And I think a lot of, a lot of women, are like that. Like you were saying, it's like, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, but I'm so much more than that. Those aren't just things that I am. And so for so long, I've lived in this role of mother and wife. And I'm just now starting to learn that I'm so much more than those things. And so those are the kind of things that I want to help women realize through their podcast that, you know, yeah, you could have a corporate job. Yeah. You could, you know, be a stay at home mom, but still impact with your, with your message, with your words, with your voice and all that. 
You know what's cool is both of you guys are doing very similar things in completely, yeah. <laughs> in completely different ways, right? It's no accident that we're on the same show at the same time. Think about it. Both yeah. very yeah. similar and you're approaching it completely different, which I love because I always say there's abundance. There's enough clients out there for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody can do it just like you. So Chris, tell people um, how they can find you, how they can work with you. Yeah. So um, I do have a podcast. Um, my company is fulfilledafter40.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast and get a free coaching session, um, there's a, an opportunity to sign up for a session. Um, otherwise, I have packages and um, opportunities to do one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. How about you, Aelina? Um, okay. So my website is uh, top shelf virtualservices.com and on there you can book a free clarity call I've got my packages I've got free resources on there that you can um, pull up if you have questions about podcasting and um, my socials are on there so yeah pretty much all the things fantastic it's been fun having you guys here I hope you had yeah. fun this and been uh, fun. yeah who knows maybe you can come back again and who knows, maybe I'll come be on your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> love that. All right, you have one quick chance. If you're going to leave everybody with one thought, just one quick thought, what would it be? Doesn't even have to be about business. For me, it would be that thing that you've always had niggling in the back of your mind that you wanted to try. Now's the time. Just do it. Awesome. Good for you. For me, it would be um, you are more than enough. You've got mm. everything in you to do whatever you dream, whatever you want. And don't wait for someone to tell you you can do it. It's your choice. It's your decision. And you're more than capable. Fantastic. And mine is take the next step. I believe that God only gave me a lamplight for my feet because my job is to trust in the process and just take the next step. We don't have to have it all figured out. I love having you ladies. This has been the Intuitive <laughs> Entrepreneur Show. If you love these ladies, let us know in the comments. If you're watching hashtag replay, let us know. We'll bring them back. Let us know if there's some other topics you want us to talk about. I'll be back here again next Wednesday. We look forward to seeing you then. And until then, blessings to each and every one of you and make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Into the Entrepreneur Show. Brought to you by Life Coach Today magazine. Empowering your health your business, your community, your life. Check out the latest issue today at lifecoachtoday.com. Everyone here at the True Awesome Network asks you to please subscribe, like, comment, and spread awesome.